0: and we are live good morning good Good evening and good night wherever it is you are watching this from i it's been a minute since i did a podcast and i know you guys have been on my case and yes i will be more consistent like i said in the last couple uh, of broadcasts the move was tougher on me than i thought Uh, so i did take some time off just to assimilate and acclimatize myself but i had promised you that i would be back and i am back and i'm excited and we are live on facebook this is a first for beverly speaks um for those of you who do not know me my name is bev chahonyo i i love to speak and i love people and so last year in march i started a podcast because there was so much darkness it was the beginning of the pandemic there was so much information and rhetoric that was so depressing. And I felt that there needed to be a voice that was speaking hope. So I started very, very gently, very quietly with my phone in my room, uh, um, just speaking my truths and speaking my experiences and hoping that they would bring healing and then moved on to season two, where I began to bring in different guests. And uh, all of that was on audio, and you can still get the playbacks on Anchor FM, on all the major podcast um, platforms. And then we then decided to add video, and here we are with video, and we have gone live. So, hey, we keep growing uh, day by day. My guest today, as you can see him here, is a friend of mine. I I will read what I wrote about him, and then I will read... I don't know if I'll read his full bio cuz it's just a lot. You don't um, have to. <laughs> I don't have to. Okay. Um so he's some his name is Bankole Williams as you can see and he's somebody who um pushes me to get out of comfort zone, to get out of the things that I'm used to and to speak more and to use my voice more. Cuz lord knows it's easy to get comfortable and just want to not do anything. But if you've been given a, a gift, it is time to use it, and there are different seasons where you use it in different ways. So yeah, so this going live also. Thanks, Bankole. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you so awesome. he, he is um he is trained in NLP. He's a a uh, life coach as well a trained life coach he is a therapist he is a mind doctor we're talking matters of the mind today so uh, he calls himself the mind doctor uh, and he is called actually not he calls himself because he is crazy about matters of the mind and unlocking the potential and the um if you want to know more about him the long bio we will you can w.bankole weston you can there your social media platform so you can find him on instagram at i am um and i will stop there because it is very easy to get caught up in titles but i think we have a huge amazing conversation to have thank you for gracing my stage Bancolay.
1: yeah thank you for having me just to confirm i hope my network is good
0: um it keeps hopping in and out but you're okay right now it keeps freezing okay. Okay. from time to time, but you're
1: okay. Okay, so tell me if, it, if it's not good at any point, I mean, just you know, switch to another one.
0: Okay, so welcome to Beverly Speaks and uh, tell us about yourself in your own words.
1: Well, my name is Barclay Williams, obviously. <laughs> um, I am I, I wear a number of hats, right? I'm a management consultant, so I, I Help employees of corporate institutions get great work done in less time so they can surpass the annual financial targets of their employers. Um, I also run a foundation called Leave Your Dreams Africa Foundation. Um, I'm very passionate about youth employment. Um, I really believe that we can develop strategies to solve the unemployment problems in Africa, and that's primarily why we're set up. So um, we have. Uh, skills acquisition arm, um, the Dream Development Center, that runs you know skills trainings, but also technical and business trainings for for young people to develop skills to be able to solve some of the problems that we have in um, Africa. Uh, but also beyond that, like you rightly said, I I I a lot of people call me the mind surgeon, right? And that's because I am so passionate about this incredible asset that God has given us. Um, I believe that there is so much, so much potential that we possess, uh, but we're not harnessing this potential to produce tangible results. And I have just spent a good amount of time, you know, some years of my life, you know, just being dedicated to understanding this asset and and utilizing it to produce incredible results, you know, in life. Um, so, so, so that's, that's a bit about me. I'm an avid Manchester United fan, by the way, right? I believe... I believe that united we stand
0: (laughs) there are members of my family who will be very happy with you and then there are members of my family who will need to have conversations with you i am switzerland i am switzerland so i will actually i'm italy how about we say that so i am italy this is where i stand with that (laughs) when when did you first get curious about the mind how did you find yourself in this place where you are so curious that you began to study it?
1: Well, there, there are a number of uh, pivotal moments for me. Um, one was, I, I recall, you know, I, I was a management consultant and I was running, you know, trainings for, for banks and the likes and the bank had reached out to me and would, <laughs> would send them a corporate profile and a brochure, right? and My partner at the time had included a course that we weren't offering, right? You know, just as management consultants, you know, you just, you know, you bluff sometimes, right? And that course out of God knows how many other courses was they indicated that they wanted. So the question was, were we going to honestly tell them, Hey, you know, we really don't do this. Or were we going to develop? the capacities to be able to develop, to to be able to deploy um, the training and it was a course on emotional intelligence, you know, and I I decided to take on the challenge so I was curious and I began to study and read and that whole experience exposed me to a whole lot of material um, that had to do with the mind and the more I studied, the more intrigued I was by the things that I was seeing. And I was beginning to see how these things were connected to my own life and my own experience. You know, so so that was one time when I I started um, going on this journey. Interestingly, over the course of my life, I noticed a pattern. I've been intrigued by human behavior. I always wondered why people acted the way they did, right? Um, I I was curious just to understand, you know, when sometimes you're with somebody, you say something, and then the person reacts in a way you don't expect. And you're wondering, is it what I said that necessitated this behavior, right? And, you know, those kinds of things just used to intrigue me. Why do human beings act the way they do? Why would somebody like Hitler just decide that, you know, he wants to be out for the Jews? You know, what what what, what is responsible for the ways we act? So that was a pattern I'd noticed over time. Then one other significant thing that happened to me was um, sometime when I was, you know, um, I left home, I stayed staying in a place um, on the mainland in Nigeria, in Lagos, Nigeria, Yaba. Um, and I recall that that day I had a problem with a bulb in my house, right? I, I bought a new bulb, placed it on the holder, it didn't work, right? So I called an electrician to come and fix, you know, the, the bulb. And he came and he took the exact same light bulb that I put on the holder that didn't work and it worked. Right. so hey this guy had come I had to pay him right so um, I asked him for his bill and he called the figure at the time that I thought was was ridiculous right so I said some things I don't remember what I said you know I just said some things you know and then this guy looks at me and he says to me you know um that he appreciates what I've said but what he doesn't like is the fact that I said to him that that does he think money grows on trees? And I said, no, I could not have said that. He said, Barkoli, you said it. I said, no, I could not have said that. Now the reason why I was I was hesitant to receive this feedback was because as a child, I heard my parents say that, my dad in particular, say that. And I remember vowing in my heart that I will never find myself in a position where I'll use those words. Because it was it was like a response to. To, to any request I made, it was a refusal. It was, it just reminded me of rejection. And um, I, I knew that, yeah, you know, they might have struggled you know, financially and everything, but I just didn't like that statement, right? And in spite of the fact that I had vowed in my heart to not find myself in that position, 20 something years down the line, right? I found myself using the exact same words. And when this guy said this thing, I went to my room, calculated the precise amount of money he asked for, and I gave it to him. And you know, he was shocked, like, you know, is there a problem? I said, No, you don't know what you just did for me. Right? That was a, a moment of, of that was an epiphany for me. It was a moment when I saw myself, I realized why I was struggling at the time, you know, with my finances, I realized that I had adopted a mindset of belief that I had detested without even knowing it. And it made me start asking a very important question about life. You know, because I was working hard, but my hard work wasn't necessarily translating into tangible results. And the question for me was, why is hard work rewarded with lack? Right, and I know it, it, some people. You know, it almost sounds counterintuitive, but but I have seen a lot of hardworking people struggle. So 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 that experience led me to go on a quest to find answers. Right, and I began to study, and the more I studied, the more intrigued I was by what I was studying, um, and it just made me realize that you know this this mindset thing, this mind transformation thing is definitely an experience that i'm called to bring to humanity
0: wow wow okay Uh, you've said so many things in that one statement um i don't know if you can still hear me you seem to have frozen yeah you're there okay so you have said so many things in that one statement growing up in an african home do you think money grows on trees is a statement that I just I don't know we heard it a lot and it wasn't from a place of denying us it was from a place of teaching us but there are different ways to teach and there are different ways to learn and I guess that's why unlocking the secrets of the mind for you is very intriguing uh, and for a lot of people sadly we look for answers in the wrong places um, or we look or we answer questions we have not yet asked so you're oh. you're you're looking for money but really you need to change your mindset so you're answering the question of money or at least trying to by chasing it but you have not changed your mindset to try and understand certain things about your behaviors your thought patterns your 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 background and upbringing that will either help you succeed or inhibit you When it matters, which is a whole other conversation but thank you for that introduction so i have a few questions um and i think you've answered question one a little bit what makes you tick why do you do the things you do because over and above being passionate about the mind you're passionate about africa and just empowering people by by giving them a chance to learn and grow and change their own lifestyles and so why what makes you tick
1: very interesting question i i, I love that question uh, Well, one thing comes to mind i am i am inspired by the possibilities
0: okay
1: i am inspired by potential i am intrigued by the potential that human beings have that remains untapped i'm intrigued by the potential that corporate institutions have you know the potential to do incredible business to make great impact in the world right Um, to to be global and not just local right i'm intrigued by possibilities you know so i see what you can be do have and become Right, and your current results may be absolutely nothing compared to 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 it. But but that intrigues me. The the possibility to to be involved in in that process of becoming, that evolution, that process of evolving and experiencing transformation. I think that that is something that wakes me up every day. That. That is, when I wake up, I'm excited about the fact that I can be part of somebody's journey. I can be part of somebody's transformation and change. Um, That definitely is something that makes me tick. But beyond that is, all of this, you know, comes from a deep-seated relationship that I have with my maker, right? And, And knowing that there is an assignment for which he has sent me here. You know, for knowing that I'm called to accomplish a purpose, right? Um what makes me tick is 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 that one day I recognize that I'll stand before my maker and I want him to look at me and say, Well done, good and faithful servant, you have done my bidding. Um so so everything that I can do to, to present my gift to him. Um, I will do, and, and and just to see his face and that broad smile, knowing and affirming to me that I've done his work, right, is definitely something that, that makes me tick.
0: I love that, um, because I think a lot of times we, when you get out of sync and out of touch with your core or your foundation is when you find yourself struggling or looking for answers in the wrong places, or like I said earlier, answering the wrong question. So I love that you're so in tune with that and you're so open as well about your 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 faith um, and your values. So thank you. I'm going to just digress a little bit before I go to my next question and say, there is so much hopelessness in this world today. There is so much negativity being spewed um, on the streets mm-hmm. of social media and and it's not for nothing there are I mean people going through really 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 hard times so what would you say to your fellow Nigerians or your fellow Africans or just humankind today to give a message of hope what would be your the one thing you would tell somebody
1: the one thing I'll tell someone, and it's the same thing I've been telling people for a while, particularly since 2020, which is what, what drives what I can do with the science of astounding results is, is that the answers lie within. Life is to be lived from inside out. There is a world within. Um, the hope, the, the, the joy. Uh, the inspiration you know the achievements the accomplishment everything that you are seeking lies within and and one of the reasons why the world i do believe is where it is today is because we have been preconditioned over time to live from outside in and and i want to teach people that it is possible to live from inside out. The reason why there is so much hopelessness, you know, so much negativity that's out there is, is we are, we are moved by, by the things and the experiences on the outside. And I do respect that there's a lot of pain and all of that. Um, But the more times we pay attention to the threat on the outside, we cause ourselves to switch into stress mode and when we cause ourselves to switch into stress mode we are sending out negative emotions and the collective negative emotions that humanity puts out there is like a seed that's being put into the ground of the universe that will bring more of such experiences and there needs to be a, a there needs to be a consciousness to not focus on external factors, but to go in. You know, God said in his word, the kingdom of God is within you. It's not by observation. You won't see, you won't say, oh, see here yeah, it, is, it is, or over there it is, it is within you. So, So learning to operate from the inside, learning to recognize that the state on the inside can alter the experiences that we have on the outside, right, is is one key message that I have for humanity today, that there is an inner world that has been neglected. And if we keep neglecting that inner world, it would lead to the results that we keep experiencing in our outer world.
0: Um- I'm ready. We can go home now. And uh, <laughs> just that, I love what you said. You said um, we've been preconditioned to live from the outside in when we really should be living from the inside out, because each and every one of us um, was created to solve a problem. There is something here on earth that you are created to do. And a lot of times I think people are looking, waiting for somebody else who is more qualified to do the big things to change things and something that I said in my class yesterday um, was you don't have to do big things you don't have to do things big to do big things so a lot of times we're waiting for this big platform so that we can change the world and changing the world starts with changing ourselves and our mindsets and how we look at life and then the small things. It's the littlest things. It's the smiling at somebody. It's the asking truly intentionally, how are you and how was your day? And waiting for an answer. It's the yeah. building relationships and making human connections that will allow you to, to see the problems out there that you can solve that are really little. It's buying somebody lunch and maybe that's the only meal they had that day. It's the yeah. to somebody and smiling at them. And maybe they were so depressed they were about to commit suicide. And it's the little things that that add up to the big things and and then another thing that you know this about living from the outside in we then get to a point where we begin to compare ourselves to people especially right now with social media and we're like how many likes did their video get mine should get more and maybe you were just you you just needed to connect with that one person because that one person is who you were supposed to, to touch and impact
1: very very true i totally agree totally agree yeah
0: okay so um my number two question you answered already why did you first get interested in mind matters what is the simplest yet the most astounding fact that you have discovered about the human mind just the simplest thing that but mind-blowing wow
1: (laughs) there are a number of things that come to mind um Um, the fact that the mind is is responsible for practically everything Um, and I know it seems so simple but it is extremely extremely powerful Um, I think one of the One of the greatest things I've discovered is the capacity to alter the state within, and your ability to alter that state within would lead to you altering the experiences that you have on the outside. Um, There's a concept which I teach about called homeostasis, and I think that that's one of the most profound discoveries that I have had, right? And homeostasis is you being able to recognize and regulate your internal condition so as to alter and not be altered by the experiences on the outside. And the mind has the capacity to move into homeostasis. And when that happens, you can create from that point. I think that 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 is so profound. It means that you can create from a place of rest and not from a place of stress, right? And, And being able... Being able to with your mind generates that state of homeostasis, predisposes you to being a co-creator with God. That is incredible. Now I get there's certain things I used to read that I, I didn't understand. Now I understand what it means to labor to enter rest. Right? So so that that the work. Of the human mind is to, the work of every human being is to bring themselves to a point where they are coherent in their minds. And the coherence that occurs in your mind sends a coherent signal to your central nervous system, which sends coherent signals to the systems of the body, which send coherent signals to the organs, to the tissues, and to the cells which can lead to health now when you live by stress and you live from outside in your mind begins to generate incoherent signals that send incoherent signals to your central nervous system which send incoherent signals to your systems your organs your tissues and your cells which lead to disease so disease is simply this is the absence of rest the absence of peace mm. so, so one of my profound discoveries is the ability to to create a state of synchronicity in your mind and that state of synchronicity leads to serendipity so 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 time and chance just collide in your favor and that's because You have, you have become one within and the harmony that you, you've created within right now begins to begin to, begins to cause opportunities for the creation of your desires. Right. Um, that is, that is
0: profound. Okay. Now bring, bring us down, (laughs) explain it to me or give me an example. Like I was a child, because I get it. I you, what you're saying is, with my mind, I can create harmony within my physical being, that then allows me to be to get to a place where I begin to create, um, and attract certain uh things that are that I am expecting that I would that I am yeah. desiring.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So give me an example.
1: So let me let me. I try to you know. Because it's it's unfamiliar and it's unusual, right? Um, sometimes it's 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 um, it's it's something that it's like it's like a big pill to swallow, right? But because something is unfamiliar, does not mean it's not right, or does not mean it's not a principle, or it's not true, right? Um, so I try to simplify things using very basic analogies, right? Um, even though they seem it's just interesting. It's like radio waves, for instance, right? We're having a conversation now. Um, I'm not quite sure I really fully understand the technology, but you are all the way in Rome. I'm all the way in Nigeria, right? How is this happening, right? What what waves are, are, are carrying the conversation, carrying the messages? Mm. It's like radio waves, for instance somebody is thousands of miles away speaking in a room and there is frequency that's being generated and we don't argue it we are listening to the radio right and you are okay with that but can we understand the technology behind that right the the information is transported by waves that you do not see but we don't question that right we we don't right but i'm saying that in that radio waves are part of an electromagnetic spectrum that has other frequencies and and the point i'm trying to make here is when it says as a man thinks in his heart so mm. is he mm. but it doesn't say as you think in your head see <laughs> as a man thinks in his heart right so it means that when you have intention but your intention is matched with an emotion Mm -hmm. when your thoughts generate the feelings of what you are believing for right you enter what is called the state of being you become that's why we're human beings we're not things are not supposed to be happening to us we're supposed to be happening to things I love that You you are happening every day you are happening so so we keep looking at ourselves as victims. No, we are the creators of our realities. The question is, what have you been creating over time? And I'm saying that with 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 intention and the right emotion, you generate what I call an electromagnetic field. And and that's the truth as it is. You may argue it whatever you like, but but that's the truth. That is where we have the capacity to to generate force fields and signals that we put into the environment. And by so doing, we are, I'll give you a typical example. The minute you, you get to a point of coherence concerning the desire, you know, it says in scripture, it says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart.
0: Mm. He
1: shall have whatsoever. Watch this again. whosoever can have whatsoever. But the precondition for that happening is belief, mm. right? And belief is when your head and your heart become one. Some people think they are in belief, but in reality, they are not in belief. They say certain things with their mouth, but the meditation and the contemplations of their hearts are different. You know, I mean, people who pray for wealth but feel poor, that prayer is not going to be answered. It's not. You can't pray for wealth yet feel poor. Your heart is not in agreement with your with your mouth, right? When people get to that point of being fully persuaded and being convinced and convicted, mm-hmm. right? They they get into a state of synchronicity, right? Concerning their desires. Now, what happens is by virtue of them getting into that state, like I said, you release energy into the atmosphere. Now, right. what happens with someone somewhere thousands of miles away all of a sudden, will begin to have an appetite for the products that you have, right? They probably needed that thing all along, but it, it, it was not important and urgent. But all of a sudden, they feel that I need to fix this thing now. They're mm. going to pick up their phone and start calling up friends. Do you know anybody who can solve this thing, right? And the friend who referred them to some other person but you would Would have turned his phone off, but the friend who will refer them to you because time and chance have collided in your favor is going to pick up the call and then remember that you have the solution to that person's problem, and he's going to connect that into you, and it will just seem like it came in a way that surprised you in a way that you didn't expect or anticipate, but behind some of these spiritual principles, there are also scientific ramifications, explanations to them, right? Okay. Uh, so, so, so that's, that's, uh, I hope that's simple enough.
0: Uh, I'm cool. I'm, I'm just, um, my mind keeps expanding with how the, the deeper we go with this conversation, a couple of statements that have stood out for me. You said, um, whew, we are the creators of our reality. So what have you been creating over time? That takes away the notion that a the world owes you something or b somebody else holds the key to your happiness. So either you create your happiness and you find your place in the world and you rise based on your belief system and how you then begin to act, think and 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 relate or you stay in the same place and you blame the world, or you blame God, or you blame yep. your family or your upbringing. Very true. Very that, true. That's, that's mind blowing. Yeah,
1: we, we can't. We can't. In a lot of us, like I say, when you leave from outside in, you are predisposing yourself to be a
0: victim. Dude. Okay. <laughs> and then you tell yourself, you sell yourself that rhetoric so well that you begin to believe it, you begin to live it, you then begin to convince everybody else that that is the truth. And it so, becomes
1: a self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So I, I hear a lot of people saying that's my truth. And I've always had a problem with that statement because there can't be your truth and my truth. There is the truth. Exactly. (laughs) There can't be many versions of the truth. It is the truth. So whatever story you're telling yourself is a story, but is it aligned to the truth? Or is it disaligned to the truth? But you tell yourself so much, you sell yourself this voodoo so much that you begin to believe it and live it and then you pass it on. So so that's why you hear people saying good vibes only because you can pass on vibes. And those vibes, in my opinion, are what you think and how you interact with people. And that changes an atmosphere. You enter a room and people are either drawn to you or repelled by you based on your quote-unquote vibes
1: very true very very true and and you see what you said is so true because there are so many
0: stories
1: we all have a thing we telling ourselves stories. <laughs> and uh, do you know that more than half the things that people narrate that happened to them didn't happen to them
0: <laughs> tell me but more they, about that
1: yeah but they they make up you know because we need to be able to find an explanation for how we feel so we create in our minds a story that matches the feeling so it becomes a justification for you remaining in that state so you tell yourself that story over and over again till the point where you believe that it actually happened that way Right. And we sometimes have a logical, sweet, beautiful explanation for why I am this way, you know, and we keep rehearsing and repeating and reiterating that story to the point that it becomes a belief. And you see, belief is one of the most, if not arguably the most critical principles of this world. Because once you enter a state of belief, the universe will align to produce that particular outcome. So if you, believe, if you believe that people don't like me, this world is against me, these things have been rigged again, it's true because you believe it and it will manifest as your result. And then you will come to me and say, you see, Bancoli, I told you that people don't like me people and and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy there are two times in scripture that it's written that jesus marveled can check it out right do you know what it means for jesus to be in awe you know you need to pay attention to that that jesus like, whoa and the two times the first time was when he marveled at their unbelief the second time was when he marvelled at the belief of the centurions of the centurion. Right. So what does that tell you? That belief moves God, and unbelief moves Him. So, 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 so this concept of belief is extremely critical, right? And I'm convinced that that was primarily the message. Right? He just kept talking about, you know, the kingdom. Kept talking about belief. Right? Um, And and the earlier we we begin to investigate some of these stories that we've told ourselves that have become lies. And you see, the devil, that's his strategy. He's he's, he's the the king of all liars. You know, father. No, it's not a king. Sorry. Father of all liars. Right? His strategy is is to is to distort reality, right? And, and we don't believe in the distortion of that reality as our truth and experiences.
0: So let me ask you, I'm just going to ask for the people out there. I'm asking for a friend. Are you telling me that my tears and my whining and my throwing tantrums does not move God? Like if I throw a tantrum and I cry so loudly, he's not going to align to my will.
1: It moves his heart, he doesn't move his hand.
0: Okay, say that again. Just say that again. For my friend. Not for me. I'm asking for a friend. Remember?
1: I said it moves his heart. He's moved by, you know, tears. But he doesn't move his hand. What moves his hand is faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Right? Faith is the prerequisite for for the manifestation of, of God on earth. Right, it's a precondition, and and a lot of times we haven't met that condition. So I meet people who are wailing and crying in prayer, and, and I empathize with people's situations. Don't get me wrong, but but until we become fully persuaded, right? Until we hope against hope, you know. Until we get converted within, right? And think about it now, Deb. look at look at Africa. Look at let's let's be real. I'm I'm a i am i like to be I'm pragmatic. Let's call a spade a spade. I don't know any society that prays like the African continent. I, I don't know, right? My country, as in. <laughs> I don't know. We pray, we we shout, we wail, we cry, you know, we do all of that yet my country a few years ago was described as the poverty capital of the world
0: oh no did we lose you ah are you back did we lose him guys pray for this network pray for it to come back let me see if I can find my phone and call him. So as we're waiting for that, before I even find my phone, just some nuggets. He said we are inspired and intrigued by possibilities. We, He is rather, he's inspired and intrigued by possibilities. He does not believe that possibilities don't exist and he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. (laughs) So I was just doing a bit of a recap. Um, and then we're going right back because please just, just put a little bookmark where you were because we were getting there. We are getting hot now. So you you said you're inspired and intrigued by possibilities. You said we've been preconditioned to live from the outside in when we were really created to live from the inside out um you said the mind is responsible for everything everything we see everything we do it's all basically the captain of the ship of your life is your mind um and then you said uh we are the creators of our reality so what have you been creating over time and finally you said time and chance collide in your favor. I really like that. Oh no. Oh, you're back. Okay. I'm praying for this network. It's not going to misbehave. We are going to finish strong. Okay. So you were talking about how Nigeria was described as the poverty capital um, capital of the world. And I was going to say, statistically, if we look at the natural resources in Nigeria, I mean, amongst the top countries, I think top three in terms of, uh, deposits of, of coal and natural gas, I mean, yep. and then we're and then oil and then oil. But th- if there's a fuel sh- shortage in Nigeria, the queues are kilometers long, miles long. And I don't understand that it is in your soil.
1: Yep. And
0: then in terms of people, you are a strong people you sure. are a strong and I, I i say this a lot and i love where i'm from i love my heritage but we are very different nigerians are very i think you guys between the temperatures there and then you eat too much pepper so then there's just <laughs> something just experienced i have never even tried to drive in nigeria i have driven all over the world but nigeria i'm like i'm fine i don't need to drive i think i did once in Enugu in the evening when there was hardly anybody on the streets oh. but but in terms of talk about a resource that cannot be taken away is the people and the resilience of the people of Nigeria. Yep. And Nigeria was this. Oh, wait, let me tell you one other a very interesting fact. I think Nigeria is either number two or three. This was a few years back. Either number two or three of the top importers of champagne from the province of Champagne in France. Not... This is other one that you buy on the, no, the original thing, the real deal. So yep. there is a disparity between wealth and poverty, between affluence and hopelessness. So, okay, now go back to your point. Remove the bookmark and you may speak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about the network issues. Um, so b- back to what I was saying. So so for me, there is a disconnect. And sometimes we have to be honest enough to tell ourselves the truth. Something is not working. Right? Something we're getting something wrong. It's like there there are maybe like three steps to getting results and we're focused on one. Right? A major aspect which we disregard is belief. is faith. And a number of times we think we're in faith, but we're not. And one of one of my greatest passions, and I think that that's a gift that I've been giving, is to demystify the mystical or when I say mystical, think spiritual matters I and mean, just simplify it. Right. And, and people do not get the concept of belief and faith. They think they are operating in faith. Right. So they are saying certain words, but their hearts are not in agreement. And they think that it's by the abundance of words, no labor to enter rest. And then by virtue of, like I said, our pre to live from outside in, we now, we now feel we need to work excessively to produce the results, right? So there is external labor. I'm not against work. I, I do believe that work is necessary, but I'm against overwork right and operating from a place of stress it says in proverbs do not overwork to be rich right um and it says that the wealth will like an eagle flap its wings and fly to the sky meaning that wealth runs away from overwork right and uh, operating from the place of labor and stress right the the poorest people operate on the manual level the wealthiest people operate on the mental level it's, it's not just about physical and external exertion right so 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 my point here is there is there is a strategy to belief that we need to learn right we need to get to the point where we are fully persuaded. the i believe that belief is a spectrum right Uh there's a a broad spectrum, and there's a point where you get fully persuaded. A number of people are at different stages of the spectrum and they think that they are in conviction, they think they have gotten there, and they are frustrated with their current situations and circumstances, complaining and blaming God, whereas they have not, they have not, you know, reached the full completed the work, the full prerequisites. And how you will know is that your heart will always give you feedback. Right. Your heart will always tell you, you know, David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. The problem is that the words seem acceptable, but the meditations, the contemplations in our, in our unconscious state where we wonder, the contemplations are not acceptable. Right. And that's why we're out of sync. You are in sync when your head and your heart are one consuming desires
0: so in all this we are talking mind matters but this is the second time you have mentioned in the bible that the source of our belief is our heart. yep So there's a couple of times in the Bible where the mind is mentioned, but this is the second time where we're being told that the source of our belief, the source of the thing that will move the hand of God is in the heart. And the source of the thing that will move the emotions of God is in our behavior. Like our, my tears can move his heart, but my belief will move his hand and my belief system is anchored in my heart not in yep. my mind please just now now we're confused now our bodies are confused our minds are confused <laughs> we this between two our two ears is where the mind is and this is this but now you're saying the heart so just break that down a little bit
1: so so, so let, let let me let me make it very simple right um your head is the center of your intentions right so I will for something, I wish, I have a desire for something to happen, right? So there are two parts of the mind. There is the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind is closely related and connected to what we call the heart, right? Mm-hmm. The conscious faculties are are the creative faculties that create our dreams, our desires, our wishes, and our will, right? Now, we can desire or will for something consciously, But if the programming of your unconscious mind or of your heart is different, and it is not in alignment those things will not come to pass. That's why it says in scripture: a double-minded man is unstable. Now, it what does that mean? It and let him not think he will receive anything from the Lord's. jeez So, what does that mean? It means that we have two minds, double-minded. So it means that there are two minds. So there is the first mind, which is the conscious mind, which is the first mind that you're referring to. The, then there is the second mind, which is the unconscious mind, which is what is synonymous with the heart. Now, the first mind is the seat of logic and the seat of reasoning. So, and that's where a lot of people operate from. So they think that, you know, I have a goal and it makes logical sense to behave in this way to achieve that goal. Right? And that's the language they get. But there is the other mind, which is the subconscious mind. And that the language of the subconscious mind is different. It, it understands the language of your emotions. Mm-hmm. So it is the seat of your emotions. It's the thing that is responsible for how you feel about the situation. Now, it is the seat of your emotions because... Emotions are feedback that tell you where your unconscious thoughts have been. Mm. So so there are times when we wander away in our thoughts. And 95% of the times we are lost in thoughts. And we're not even aware of what we're thinking about. Have you ever wandered away and then caught yourself and you're like, why am I thinking in this direction? It happens happens a lot
0: when we're driving, when you're doing something automatic.
1: Exactly, exactly. You drift in your imagination, right? The question is, the moments when you drift, where did you drift to? Because how you think when you are not even aware you are thinking is determining the limits of your life, Mm. right? Mm. So, 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 So how you will know how you are thinking when you are not consciously thinking, it's through your emotions. So concerning any subject, where, where concerning any subject you want to see results be manifested, where, where are your emotions? So concerning the subject of making money, right? Where are your emotions? And if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of us who really desire wealth and have not really manifested it, if we check, if we would see that concerning the subject of making money, there
0: is the emotion of tension. That's really good. That's really good and so true.
1: Now, that that tension that you are feeling is feedback to you that concerning that subject in, your, in the moment when you wonder, you have thought negatively concerning that subject. So there is a need to get converted in that area. There needs to be a deliberate strategy for getting your heart to be converted concerning your desires, Mm. Mm. you know, and getting your heart to be persuaded. That's why it is how you think with your hearts, right? So it's not just thought alone. It's thought plus emotion which is why I said you cannot be praying for wealth yet feeling poor mm. right you must feel the emotion ahead of the event we've been preconditioned to believe that the event needs to happen for the emotion to come wow. right there, it's, it's, it's a reorientation it's a reprogramming of the mind right yeah
0: Okay. ah, uh, God, I have so many questions. So just going back to the, the double-minded man, so it is when the thoughts of your... The, the words of your heart, of your mouth and the meditations of your heart are in alignment that you're no longer double minded. And that is when you begin to see results, because that is when you are fully persuaded and convicted in the way of faith. And you then begin to move the hand of God. Precisely. OK, I'm a good student, but you're blowing my mind like seriously. <laughs> There's so many things that I'm thinking right now. So I feel like okay, I'm going to listen to this again. I'm going to watch it again because I have so many questions now for myself. Uh, you know how we we create our own realities. So I have so many questions about the realities I have created, thinking yeah. that they were created and I stumbled into a situation. Okay.
1: So um so let me just add this, right? Um we are we were created in the image and likeness of God. I don't think we really understand what that statement means. Mm. To be created in the likeness of God is to have the behavior of God. God is a creator. We have the we have the the natural disposition to create when we are not creating we are creating when you are not consciously creating your desired future you are you are predisposing yourself to be a victim of the randomness of life
0: okay okay so when I am not consciously, deliberately, intentionally creating first from my thought patterns and my belief system, then to the to my actions and interactions, I am then unconsciously creating a system um, or allowing a system of random events to create a future or a reality that I may not like yes and, and that then really becomes my truth this whole my truth business
1: precisely me. Me. and you see there can be no up if there is no down there can be no left if there is no right mm-hmm. there can be no good if there is no evil mm-hmm. whether we like it or not bad things will happen that's just the truth Mm -hmm. right and the only way to experience joy is when there is a gradient so i used to be down now there is you know there's a gradient so the point here is bad things will happen the real question is to whom will they happen Right. And i'm saying the people who who consciously create their realities remove themselves from from being victims of such experiences
0: okay so you're not saying that bad things will not will not happen but you're saying that in that situation in that season in that particular moment in time when something happens you have the ability and the authority to create your response to that thing that will either make you a victim or a victor over that situation.
1: You got it. Okay.
0: So all this, God doesn't love me. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Let me go eat worms. All that, all that, all that wonderful rhetoric that we hear that is as a result of the reality we created based on our reaction to certain things that have happened. Because you can actually find people who everything is going good for them, everything is going well for them, but they have such a negative mindset that they create a negative energy around them. Therefore, they create negative experiences for others and for themselves.
1: Yep, yep. And you see, energy, you know, one of one of the messages that I'm putting out there in these times is that energy is the currency of this new world, right? It's, 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 money is important, but it's no longer money because wealthy people have died to the coronavirus, right? Coronavirus is a respecter of energy. It's a respecter of your immunity. It's the energy that you have within you the currency of this new dispensation is energy you can't afford to embrace the wrong vibes and the wrong energy because you are you're sending out signals into the environment to bring more of those experiences that affirm that belief that you have and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy i said it and it happened right so we must be mindful of of, our, of the energy that we carry around. We must have a strategy for starting our day with the right energy and carrying that energy through the rest of the day. Because if you don't, if you don't start with a deliberate design of what you want your future to look like, you will default into the repository of your past. Right.
0: Say that one again. So if you don't start with a deliberate design, you will fall back of what you want to experience or what your day wants, uh, needs to look like you fall back into the repository of, say that last of your your past. past. Yes. Okay. So let's say I had a bad experience in a job or a relationship and I move into the next season of my life. And a new job or relationship presents itself and I have not taken the time to be mindful of what my responsibility and role was in the past I have not then dealt with looked in a mirror and dealt with me I have not taken the time to create the future I want to see the one I desire presented to God saying I, I am fully convicted fully convinced I then fall into the patterns and then you then hear people say she's attracted to bad boys or they have such horrible luck with bosses or nothing good ever came out of that family
1: very true so a number of times things that we call that's why i'm i'm really big on the mind because a number of things that we call generational curses, you know stuff like that (laughs) There are actually psychological challenges that just being transported from one generation into another generation.
0: So right. they don't exist. what you say? So they do not exist. My village people are not out to get me.
1: <laughs> See, I believe in spiritual warfare, but I believe that the battlefield is mine. So so you know, when we think of you know, when we think of spiritual warfare. What a lot of us see is, you know, we see demons and angels carrying swords, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> the battlefield is the mind. You know, if we if we could just simplify this thing for people to understand, they will live freely. The devil's strategy is deceit. Where does deceit occur? It happens in your mind. In
0: the mind, right?
1: Like, when, and sometimes we, we need to read the scriptures with a fresh set of lenses. A lot of the things we read are, are metaphoric, they're not literal. So when you see arrows that fly by noonday and stuff like that, do you, do you really think a demon it has a bow and is it, it it, shooting an arrow? What are arrows? They are thoughts. Now, when you battle out of ignorance, you are making the wrong declarations. Arrows, go and check their thoughts. So so you have found a promise that you're believing God for, maybe concerning an area in your finances. And then something happens that does not look like it is in alignment with that promise. Maybe there is a, a debit in your account, for instance. That is a moment of, battle, that is a moment of warfare. Are you going to allow a shift to happen in your mind? Are you going to allow yourself to be double-minded in that moment and say, you see, God, you know, you promised me this, but see what's happening, right? That's the, that's a test. The devil is going to fire an arrow into your mind and he's going to tell you, this thing does not work. This God that you think is faithful. He's not faithful. That's a thought. That's deceit that he's injecting into your mind. Now, you understanding that the mind is the battlefield, now have to present the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, to counter. You have to present the shield of faith, which is your belief, to bounce back whatever fiery that he's sending and respond with a promise. That is warfare. But we think that warfare is only what happens when we are on our knees. Yeah. yeah. And then we neglect what happens in the rest of the day. Mm. So there, there's, the, what I see is there's inconsistence. We generate so much power on our knees, but we don't transport that power in our life in our, in our daily lifestyle
0: in our create, creating in our creations beautiful because the world was created the entire universe was created when God spoke he spoke and it was every time the enemy has appeared in the Bible he is speaking and trying to use the words of God against God and against us So he asks Jesus, did no? He asks Eve, did God really say? And then he adds in a bit of spice. And then he says, If you are really the Son of God, and then he adds in scripture, because God said that he will give his angels charge. So in our daily interactions, we create. And we create with our words, we reinforce with our thought patterns. And then we impact with our actions. So everything we're doing is creating. So whether we're creating positive or negative, we're creating. And sometimes people will say, that's not my fight. I'm not into that. I'm not going to get involved. Uh, but there's that quote that says, um, evil triumphs when good people do nothing. So you are still creating by being hands off and it's not my fight. It's not my job description. It's not my battle. It's not my business. Yep, okay. and just
1: to add, we're we don't only create with our the words we verbalize, we create with our internal conversations, yeah, and internal dialogue, right. And I, I think that that is important because people disregard what is going on within them, the conversation within them, whereas the conversation, the internal conversation is is a presentation before the table of God
0: so in how I think
1: I'm what I should be doing
0: book. yeah you're messing up you're messing with my mind so what I, I, I'm looking at the questions and saying which ones are <laughs> but I, I think there's maybe one that I will ask But so what I should be doing in in my thoughts is having conversations with God and tuning into the frequency with which he responds to me as Bev, not how he speaks to Bancole, because that could be different and searching out the, the affirmations and the proof of that in the word and then taking that back to him and saying, but you said here that concerning me and therefore this is what I desire concerning this thing and it is written in your word so I should be in constant communication with God meaning I am then a co-creator with him I'm partnering with him otherwise I can create my own reality that has nothing to do with his will for my life and his and and the assignment for which he created me
1: very true very true. So let me let me give an example. Um, do you remember the story of the children of Israel?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um, they had a promise from God. Right. These people saw the greatest manifestations of God. Do you know what it means to see the Red Sea be part? You know. I and mean, then just imagine, imagine having that experience. Will you will you doubt God for the rest of your life? <laughs>
0: So you see, I, I actually, I, and it's such a great example that I really do empathize with them simply because there are times in my life I have seen the hand of God and then caught myself within five minutes of a driver cutting me off, going to a negative place and forgetting the manifestation of God. So I empathize with them. But it was the Red Sea parting. It was the plagues. And it's so easy to sit here and say, how could these guys not? Like the guys who walked with Jesus, how could they doubt? But their reality and their mindset for the children of Israel, it was 400 years of captivity. They knew nothing else. They knew no other reality. They didn't know what it meant to be free. They had no clue because according to them, you should have left us there where we could have eaten dillies and onions and they had graves. I'm like, you actually went there and said, at least there would have been buried in a grave. Wow. <laughs> that's Precisely. how small their mind was.
1: Precisely. And that's why the subject of the mind is critical. That's why these conversations are important because no one can go beyond the limits of their mind. No one can have an experience that is beyond the limits of their minds. Even God respects that law. That's why he said, watch this, they've been through so much captivity and everything. And then the Bible records that these people, they murmured and complained. And then God said, as surely as I live, he said he said as i have heard the murmuring and complaining of the children of israel mm-hmm. and as surely as i live that which i hear them say that will i do see beverly that that scripture changed my life you want to know why i thought god only heard prayer
0: because we are Conditioned, preconditioned to pray so that he answers. So we think that the only things that get to him are our prayers.
1: Precisely. But God said, I have heard the murmuring. What's murmuring? That internal drumming. That internal conversation. And complaining of the children of Israel. And then he proceeds to see, almost like he was bowing, He said, as surely as I live, that which I hear them say, not pray, say, that will I do. So so your internal conversation and also your verbalizations go up to his throne that is why we need to be mindful now think about it god was the one that promised but he was the same one so it almost seems it's like the law of gravity and the law of lift right they you know the law of lift does not violate the law law of gravity It just overrides it It supersedes it so god gave a promise but there was a greater law that the children of israel enacted that so to speak over, had to overwrite the the previous law, right? So we need to understand the the law that overrides. If you get what I mean, right? Now I always wondered how come Joshua and Caleb made it.
0: Oh, you know Joshua is my Bible crush, right? Okay, let's go there.
1: <laughs> right, I you know. um, And and those are the kinds of questions I ask, you know, questions that other people avoid and run away from. Um, There is a verse in Exodus, I'm trying to see if I can locate it, right? There's a verse in Exodus that says that God, God told Abraham to rehearse, to write as a memorial and rehearse to the hearing of Joshua that these amalekites that you see i will surely blot out so so moses had a routine so he had written it down but he had a routine of rehearsing these words to joshua's hearing so joshua's programming was being changed by virtue of that conversation such that at the point when they went to spy the land, his whole
0: programming had changed. So it's Exodus 17, between verse 13 to 15. The one you're saying is verse 14. It says, and the Lord said unto Moses, write for a memorial in a book and recount it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Precisely. So and I've always loved that every time Moses left the presence of God Joshua would dwell in the tent and whatever was there would fall on him like precisely. he would dwell there. I love that about Joshua
1: precisely precisely. so so he 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 had a, he, he was reprogramming himself. And repetition enhances retention. He, this is he was doing this thing repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. The problem is that we want to reprogram ourselves in the face of the opposition. So it is when the problem shows up that that's when you now you, stay, you are now being prayerful and everything. You are shouting and screaming the name of Jesus out of fear. Mm-hmm. Whereas when there was a, there was a storm, and Jesus was in the storm. He was sleeping.
0: I'm trying to find in the Bible where it says Hmm. You know where it says at the end of Joshua's life that everything he did prospered and the Israelites lived by the law of God as long as he was alive and as long as the men who were with him were alive. Because because everything he did was as a result of abiding in the place of the tent and hearing from God as God spoke to Moses. By the time the mantle was being passed, he had his own battles to fight. He was now the general. He was the fighter. He was the captain. He was the soldier and he won many battles and then he died. And, and when he's dying, he says, let, let, let every man stand. And if I have done anything wrong and he calls for witnesses and none comes. And as long as he lived and as long as the men who were with him, the leaders lived, the children of Israel obeyed the law of God. That is the reality he created, yep. but it was out of everybody who left Egypt he and caleb survived and then his testimony beyond that because of the words of his mouth and the meditations of his heart
1: and joshua 1 8 remember
0: so 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 you know my life scripture i (laughs) be strong and courageous joshua 1 8 and 9 for me is my life scripture because it doesn't say that things will not come against you that battles will not face. You will not face battles. It tells him, be strong and courageous, which tells me, this is one of the few times you see Joshua as human. It tells me for God to have to tell him not once, several times, to be strong and courageous, that he had fear and that he had weaknesses. But you never hear them mentioned. You hear his victories mentioned. You see a lot more of um, Moses's. Um, humanity and his human side and his lashing out and hitting a rock instead of speaking to it and you see a lot of the humanity of Moses but you don't see that for Joshua because that is not the testimony that needed to be written
1: precisely precisely okay I mentioned this, I, I'm going to study the book of Joshua because that guy needs something man
0: That's my guy. I'm telling you, that's my guy. There are two people in the Bible, two men in the Bible who make me marvel. There's Joshua and there is Jonathan with just how much he loved David, knowing he was giving the throne away and he still loved him to death. Like literally. Anyway, That's a whole other. (laughs) So you talked about energy is the, the capital for today, right? I want to ask you something else. What is social capital and why does it matter? Because when it, when we look at how we relate to people, when we look at how people relate to us and no man is an island. So we live in a world full of people. When we look at things like why do people react a certain way when I enter a room or when I speak or why are my ideas never brought out or accepted. So what what is the importance of social capital in this whole mind conversation? Uh, because I think a lot of times you can use what you know to either create or you can use what you know to manipulate a situation. So talk to us a little bit about social capital.
1: Well, um, you see, like I mentioned about energy, right? Energy is contagious right vibes you know it's contagious you enter a room where people are sad they without opening their mouths you can sense what's what they are feeling it's like charisma right um um have you ever met someone who has who is charismatic how do you explain that it's energy it just means that they have a lot of positive energy that is contagious
0: you mean if like you want- like our mentor. Just yes.
1: the yes, lights in the room. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as in that positive vibes, so much positive energy that when he enters a room, there is just life. He carries that life consistently with him. Right? So sometimes the sum total of all the energy that you've just been accumulating all your life, right? And I'm saying mindfulness is the secret. If you start becoming mindful, right, of putting yourself in the right positive emotional state, recognizing that you are sending signals to people that can make you likable, that can make them open their doors to you and stuff like that, just that state of mind changes everything, right? Recognizing that you are the creator, Right? A lot of people who are charismatic and all of that, they are the creators of that force field around them. They recognize that they are the creators of their realities. But if you look at people who consistently look at themselves as victims, right, they are the ones, they don't realize that they are creating the negative vibration or the energy that's around them. Now, this is critical because we don't, we don't live in a world all by ourselves. Right, no man is an island. There are people out there for for certain kinds of results to be manifesting in your life. Certain people have to open certain doors, right? And you being able to consciously, deliberately, right, develop strategies for impacting people, and that's because you are a creator. You recognize that I have enough to give, right? I can be a blessing to you, and by, being me, by, by me being a blessing to you i'm sending some positive energy in your direction right sending you know a lot of energy in different directions now that's a seed that you are sowing right that's an investment you are making somewhere whenever you impact somebody right they reward you with the ability to influence them i'll take that again whenever you impact somebody whether it's with your positive words your positive actions Sometimes your positive energy, you're not saying anything, but just that smile, just that warmth, right, is healing somebody, right? Is 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 dealing with somebody's problem, right? Whenever you impact somebody, they have a need, you meet that need. Unconsciously, they don't even know that they've done it, but they switch and they reward you with the ability to influence them. Right? So sometime in the future, you need something to be done. You know, they're going to ask you, how how high do you need me to jump, right? Um, but even beyond that, it's not even about them. It's about the seed you've sown in the universe, because you may not necessarily reap what, you, um, where you sow, but you will reap what you sow. So, So, you being kind to one person is you predisposing yourself to others being kind to you, right? So, 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 so that, that's really the thing, social capital.
0: Okay. I'm going to start wrapping up. We've been here a good, a hot minute. Um, your message to your younger self. What would you tell your younger self?
1: You know, I've been, I've been asked this question a number of times and every time I think about it, you know, I say the same thing. I'll tell my younger self To chill. To chill. Yeah, and and I'm going somewhere about it. Um, I I worried a lot when I was much younger. I worried about how things, you know, how shall these things be, how will things manifest, certain promises God had given me. said, you know, chill. It would all work out together for good, right? Um, Relax. The future is already settled. Right, you know, God has already blessed you with all spiritual blessings. Just just believe in in his promises and that state of belief will make things align. Right. Um, um my younger self was was just lived in anticipation of and a bit of anxiety of what's what's what the future held. But but looking back look at how I am today right if I'd known this was was what God had in store I would have I would have been a whole lot more relaxed um and and persuaded about his promises
0: okay um you create a lot of impact so let me tell you this analogy that completely blew my mind there's a statistic. I think it's on ask.com that says that the average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. So let's now bring this back home. Let's just say that the Afri- average African will meet, let's say in the streets of social media and everything, 10,000 people in their lives. And you have the ability to impact them. but then that's a really huge ask. So let's shrink it down. There's two people in this conversation. And if each of us impacts 10 people, 10 times, the circle continues to grow so we impact 10 people today each that's 20 people multiply that by 20 sorry by 10 it becomes 200 and by the time you get to the 10th circle it could be the 10th circle here on earth it could be the 10th circle in the next generation because you don't know who you're impacting and how they're impacting others so everybody you impact needs to impact 10 people by the time you get if it was At the center, and then you have a circle around it. And by the time you get to the 10th circle, you're in the trillions of people that you've impacted.
1: Mm.
0: Now, we have a lot of people who complain about the state of things in Africa today.
1: Mm.
0: We have a lot of people who complain about the state of things in the world today. And all you have to do is impact 10 people and and challenge them to impact 10 other people so all things considered and if all goes well and you happen to impact those 10 and the circle grows what is your message to your future self that this has happened and it could be at the end of your life and you're looking back what is the message to your future self
1: to my future self
0: yes yes even me i can blow your (laughs) mind (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, so I, I think I need to understand this question. So, my, my future self would have already experienced these results. Yes. Well done.
0: <laughs>
1: um, thank you for. I, I will be very appreciative of my future self. Um, um, I will be. And you know, as, as I'm thinking about it. If if faith is calling those things that being not as though they were, then what I'm saying to my future self is what I should say now. Right. So I, yeah. So I'll be I'll be more grateful. Right. I'll be appreciative of, of the impact that my my future self has had. Um, I would be appreciative of of the world that my future self is living in and the positivity that the world is currently experiencing because I became, and because like you rightly said, I was deliberate about impacting people, but also encouraging them to do the same. Um, It says gross darkness in in the latter days, gross darkness will be upon you know, be upon the earth, but that's an opportunity for our light to shine. So, the intensity of the light and the impact will be so immense that that I will be so grateful that I went through this process of creating the initiatives that I created, um, encouraging the people that I encouraged, and just fighting it all through till the point where we were a bright light, particularly in the African continent, um, and the African continent being a bright light to the rest of the world.
0: That's good. That's good. It's not... I think sometimes we look for the impossible when instead, and now I'm being mindful of my words, when instead we can create that impossible. True. Yeah. Very smart. Um, I think I'm done with my questions. Uh. Yeah. No. Those those ones are for another day. I think we've covered so much ground, and I want to say again, thank you, thank you, thank you, number one, just for being you and being authentic in your message and consistent in your message, um, and impacting people with such empathy and authenticity. Like it's, 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 it's commendable. So thank you for being you and thank you for coming here on my platform. Yeah. And thank, thank you for you putting for me. me.
1: <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. I, I love, I love the kind of questions that you ask. They, they make me think.
0: Good. Good. I like that. I make you think parting yeah. shot. Do you have a parting shot for the peoples out there?
1: Well, I think my final words would be that there is more in front of us than there is behind us. More opportunities, more blessings, more possibilities. Right? No matter what you have experienced, you know it's absolutely nothing compared to what you're about to experience. I love right? that. So, 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 being mindful of 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 God's kindness and his love towards you, that like, his love is progressive, meaning that if you think you've experienced his love, he still has something greater ahead of you. Mm-hmm. He he does not know how to just remain the same. What I mean, remain the same. I mean, he will give you greater experiences. He, there are infinite possibilities that exist with him. So, so Do not think for one second that your best days are behind you. Enough of the good old days. There are better, brighter, more beautiful days ahead. And and that state of belief in Him will ultimately determine the experiences that you have in your life.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I have nothing to add except, uh, again, just thanking you. for coming and just unlocking our minds. Where can you be found? I know I said Instagram. It
1: Instagram at I am Bank Um I'm I pretty active on Instagram. So you can people can follow me on on Instagram. If they have any questions, you can send an email to info at Okay.
0: Sorry, just one more thing. Just a little bit like three two one and a half minutes uh, about SOAR, the program that you run, which is an amazing program.
1: Yeah, uh, let me try and do that in two minutes. It's called The Science of Astounding Results. Um, it's an acronym, SOAR. Uh, it's a message that God gave me um, October 2020. I, I was a victim of the experiences of this world, a deep, dark, so to speak place emotionally. Everything that had happened, the Nsars experience in Nigeria and all. And I needed a way out and God began to open my eyes you know, I think he he allowed me to go, that, go through that route because he had a message he needed to bring to the world, right? So I went through all of that experience and I began to ask God questions. And in answering my questions, he began to open my eyes and reveal to me um, the possibilities that existed if people started living from inside out. He began to show me his original design for humanity, right? When he created man, man operated from within. When he ate of the apple, he started living from outside in, right? Um, and and he showed me how the world had just evolved over the years to operate that way, right? Um, um, and he gave me a message for humanity, and and that is the message, which a bit of which I've spoken about today, homeostasis, which for me is is so profound, helping people unlock the heaven that exists within. Helping people live and experience heaven on earth, right? Uh, it's a mind-shifting experience. I explain this thing scientifically. I explain it spiritually, and people who have been through our, our programs have had life-changing experiences in their health. People have have been healed. They've they've ex- helped third parties get healed, as in miracles in in biblical proportions are happening. People have experienced financial breakthroughs and results, right? They've seen how the altering of the state within alters the experiences of the outside, right? Um, so so that's pretty much what the science of astounding results is about. Um, and if anybody wants to be a part of it, there's a waiting list for the next one. We just concluded the last one. Um, it's in the link in my bio. So if you click on the link, just put your details there and, and we'll reach out to you.
0: Awesome. And I am in the next cohort. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, we would be lovely to have you. I
0: am excited. I'm excited. And I, I think I said to you the other day, I'm, I'm kind of scared as well because I don't know what God is doing with me, but uh, I have a sneak preview. So I'm excited, nervous. So nervous, good, the good kind of nervous. But yeah, um, I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a good thing, um, you know, uh, disruption is the precursor to peace so that's that's
0: that's fine hey you're deep dude we're done we're done thank you that's the disruption is the precursor let me write that down because i will be using it and quoting you no problem i will finish writing later so thank you again um this will air i know i had said uh i had set it for live but i think i set a delay so it will air on facebook and i'll tag you and then i'll Put it on my um youtube channel as well and i'll put some clips little little clips uh on instagram and direct people but thank you thank you thank you thank no, you I,
1: bad. Bad. I love to see those clips i really love
0: <laughs> i will i will tag you for sure
1: yeah thank you
0: All right thank so you. i'm going to now remove you from the broadcast and move you into the waiting room just give me two minutes to wrap up and then I'll, I'll join you in the waiting room and then we can just finish up. thank you so much Hi. <laughs> hey how do i remove okay so ladies and gentlemen you have heard it here you've heard it first um you create your own reality with your words your thoughts and your actions you create your own reality with how you interact and how you think and you create your own reality with your belief system and that moves the hand of god not the heart of god Um, Once again, this is Bev Chahonyo signing out from Beverly Speaks. Remember now and remember always that you are loved and you are enough. See you next week with another amazing speaker. We will be talking money matters with somebody else next week. God bless you. Bye.